0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're talking today is about uh, plant-based diets, eating better. And and the best diet there is, as far as I'm concerned, is a vegan diet. Now, if there was a better way to eat, I would be eating that way. If meatball sandwiches were better, I would be eating meatball sandwiches. So I can eat anything I want. My decision is what's going to be the best for my body and I've researched this now 35, 40 years. There's very few people in the world done more research than I have. I've written books on it, I've, I've, I've won awards, I've lectured all over the world, I've been on Dr. Oz. And there's very few things that I don't know, but I'm learning stuff every day when it comes to diets, but the best diet there is, is a plant-based diet, a vegan diet. I, I, and again, I, I, I try, I said, okay, well, let me think about this. Maybe there's something good about sparrows, maybe there's something good about dairy products. I try to read the pros and cons, that's what we're talking about today. One of the downsides to a plant-based diet is when people switch over, their digestive system isn't used to it. If you're a meat eater, you have certain types of bacteria in your colon. If you're fat, and I used to be fat, so I can say the F word. If you're fat, you have certain types of bacteria in your colon. If you're skinny, if you're Asian, if you're Italian, if you're vegan. And so if you go to a meat diet and then you start switching over to things like beans and lentils, there may be some, let's call them adverse reactions. Okay, very simple to fix. You just have to recolonate your colon with this new bacteria. So what I tell people when they're switching over to a plant-based diet, if they're getting really bloated, I recommend Dr. Joe's Digestive Enzymes. It's on their website, drjoe.com, and Dr. Joe's Probiotics. And inevitably, when people take those, and I take them every day anyway, and I've been doing this for a long time, uh, when people switch over and take that, it helps the body digest the food more efficiently because there are sugars uh, and, and that are found in things like beans, called raffinose, and the sugars are being digested by the by the carb, by the bacteria in your colon, and that produces a lot of the gas. So, uh, really good if you're having these issues to switch over, it just makes life a lot easier. So that bloating may be an issue. Uh, environmentally, I got to throw a little plug for the environment out there. It takes about sixteen hundred gallons of water to produce a single pound of beef. That's no secret. That's pretty well known. Scientists established the fact that a decade ago, it's been around forever, it's also shown that producing one pound of animal protein requires 100 times more water than producing a pound of grain protein. So it's, it's a lot more effective, a lot more efficient, a whole lot cheaper. Now, I don't buy meat, but people, I, I was in a grocery store and I looked for meat, and I just wanted to look at the cheapest thing out there, and it was like, I don't know, 4 5 $6 a pound. You can get an awful lot of beans and rice and lentils and split peas and, uh, and and make hummus and I don't even buy hummus anymore. I don't even like buying commercial hummus because you can buy make hummus so so cheap and so much better. Get a can of organic chickpeas, cost you about a dollar. It's on sale, a little less than that. Get some tahini. Tahini is sesame butter, like peanut butter is ground up peanuts. Tahini is sesame ground up. Uh, to, to, I, I, it's probably I'd say a can of chickpeas and maybe a third of the amount of of tahini little lemon juice, little water because it, it's hard to put it in a food processor and grind it up. A little salt, you're done. Throw some garlic in there if you want to get crazy. Cumin if you want to get nuts. I like that hummus so much better. So where it would cost quite a bit of money. Oh, we're getting beeped there. Okay. So it would cost um, quite a bit of money, uh, 3 $4 to get a, um, uh, a, a, a container of hummus. It might cost you a buck, buck and a quarter. And it's so much more effective, t- tasty. So I like it much better. So that's what I'd, I'd recommend you do there. So from an environmental standpoint, it's so much better for the environment. It's so much better for you. It tastes better. Um, you, get, you can make a hummus sandwich if you want to. Hummus, some lettuce, some tomatoes, some onions. It's it's spectacular. And once you start doing these things, you're going to realize that I'm right and I'm not wrong. So here's, do it. Let's do what I say for a week. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Go back to the way you used to eat, but I'm not wrong. And once you do it and you start to feel good, you'll stay there. Uh, We talked earlier, I want to cover this again, the the risk of consuming too many bad foods, too much carbohydrates. Uh, Because what happens is if you're eating a lot of processed foods, even though they're vegan, they're not good for you. And if you're eating whole foods, not the store, but the whole food, whole food has something in it called fiber. And fiber will push the sugar through the colon and give you a slow release of sugar. When you process the food and take the fiber out, what happens then is you got a problem. The sugar gets absorbed all at once. And when the sugar gets absorbed all at once, your pancreas releases insulin. And insulin goes into the cells and tells the cells to open up. It's kind of like a key. And it opens up the cell and allows the sugar in. If you produce too much insulin from too many carbohydrates, the cells become insulin resistant. The cells say, listen, I can't open up and let any more sugar in, so insulin, I'm gonna resist you from let, opening me up. And now you can lead to things like type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, prediabetes first, then type 2 diabetes. So just be careful with the processed foods if you start going to a plant-based diet because that's a big issue. So overconsumption of carbohydrates can lead to things like non-alcoholic fatty liver, uh, blood sugar irregularities, a lot of troublesome symptoms with that. The thing is that when I went to school, if somebody, if we cut open a cadaver, we did a diagnosis or a biopsy, and we said, okay, this person has fatty liver, what caused it? The answer was always alcohol. And you got that question right on the test. Now we're seeing something called non-alcoholic fatty liver. And we're seeing it in children as young as five. What is it from? Too much sugar. When the sugar gets into the liver, it causes problems just like alcohol does. So be careful with that. And if you're eating a lot of you know plant-based foods, but you're eating junk plant-based foods, you might start to wander into the world of fructose and high fructose corn syrup. Now, fructose, when it gets into the body, has to be converted into something called glucose. Glucose is the fuel that your body uses for the cells. Fructose has to be converted into glucose. When it's converted, it produces something called uric acid. Now, my team of doctors, were pain management experts. We're chiropractors. We're pain management experts. We're really good at dealing with pain patients. And we get pain patients literally from all over the world, from hospitals, orthopedic surgeons, neurosurgeons. And they come to us, Doc, we don't know what else to do, you guys work on it. I'm the only chiropractor in, in all of Georgia, board certified in pain management. So we get a lot of pain patients and I'm also uh, 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 certified in orthopedics and double board certified in nutrition. So I've got five board certifications. So we get a lot of these pain patients in and we can give them the best chiropractic care in the world. They can have the best surgery in the world. They can have the best medication in the world, the best physical therapy in the world, whatever is gonna work best for their case. But if they're eating a lot of fructose, Fructose converts into uric acid in the liver and uric acid gets into joints and it hurts. So as part of our pain protocol, we do a nutritional workup on our patients, get them off the high fructose corn syrup. A Little bit of fructose through fruit, two or three pieces a day, not that big a deal. You start eating a lot of fruit. There are people that are called fruitarian's. I don't agree with that, that's way too much fructose. When uric acid gets into the body, it prevents the body from producing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels and increases circulation. Now, part of the healing process is having good circulation. So as we get older, our circulation gets weaker. If you have a bad diet, you may have cholesterol building up on the artery walls. We've done shows on that already in the past. And if the nitric oxide levels are too low because you're producing too much uric acid, we want to get those nitric oxide levels up. So you couldn't eat things like uh, beets. Beets are high in nitrates, converts it to nitric oxide. But we have a supplement called Dr. Joe's Nitric Oxide Support. I take it every day. And it's made with citrulline. Citrulline converts into nitric oxide, opens up the blood vessels. Spectacular for blood flow, for energy, uh, circulation to the brain, the reproductive organs. It's really good for a lot of things. So you might want to consider if you have a bad diet and you make a good diet, considering the nitric oxide and that'll help with the circulation. But cutting out the, the fructose is going to be a big player as well. So don't say, well, I'm going to eat this bag of dried fruit because it's vegan. Way too much sugar. One or two pieces, I'm okay with that. Don't eat too many though. This was funny. I, I had to throw this in. I didn't even know where to put this into, into the lecture today. Um, but I remember hearing this, that if you eat a plant-based diet and you're vegan, you run the risk of having eating disorders. I don't know anybody who's vegan, has an eating disorder, but there's a word for it. You don't even know this word, Garrett and Sierra. Orthorexia. Or, ortho? Doesn't that mean bone? It's to straighten out. It means to straighten. Uh. Okay. It's a type of eating disorder that's defined as overfixation. Trying to straighten out your diet on healthy eating patterns. There's a word for over fixation on healthy eating patterns. It can result from over restriction, obsessive, and other serious eating disorders. Now, I could see that though, because some people do get like too hyper intense. You can get too crazy, but. If you're going to get too crazy about anything, getting crazy about your health is. Uh, that's a good thing to get obsessed over. Yeah. Yeah. I just love the word orthorexia. I just, uh, I just thought that was kind of funny and I had to throw it in there somewhere. So, so today we're talking about a plant-based diet, eating a vegan diet and the benefits and the downsides. There is a couple of things you have to know about, but like people say, well, you don't get enough B12. Well, you don't get enough fiber, phytonutrients, antioxidants for eating the standard American diet. You're loaded with steroids, hormones, chemical pesticides, herbicides, genetically modified food, glyphosate. Uh, Don't give me this B12 stuff. Okay. Now, Years ago, there were more arguments, and now it's so mainstream, it really isn't even an issue anymore. Um, so it's fun. And and if somebody says something about my diet, which never happens because nobody's going to go up against me when it comes to, to nutrition and biochemistry, but what I find is it's I, I don't care. if they I don't care what you eat as long as you don't care what I eat. So don't worry about that. If I'm eating a good diet and you're not, good for you. Let's see if Darwin was right. Probably was. So So vegan diet much higher in nutrients so when you switch to it from from the standard american diet you eliminate the animal products which takes out again the steroids chemicals hormones antipox pesticides herbicides tranquilizers uh weed killer and that's another reason you want to do organic because they do use chemicals uh on the the fruits and vegetables but still the level is so much lower i'd much rather see you have non-organic fruits and vegetables than meats and dairy products even organic uh this will inevitably lead you to rely heavily on other foods when you cut out the meats and the dairy products. And that's when we talk about the fruits, the vegetables, the grains, the nuts, the seeds. A uh, Larger proportion of the vegan diet is gonna be higher in nutrients, and so chances are you're gonna do really well. Uh, we have a secretary, I've told the story before, he's type one diabetic, came to us, horrible diet, um, taking five, six shots a day of insulin. He's type one, he's gonna have to take insulin. He changes diet, started taking Super Green essential Source, the supplements I recommend, the omega-3s. He's down to two or three shots a day. He says, doc, if nothing else, I'm saving a ton of money. So that's one benefit to going to a plant-based diet. You're going to save a ton of money. The fiber is going to get the colon cleared out. It's going You're going to get more potassium, magnesium, folate, vitamin A, C, E. So a poorly planned diet, it's kind of what we were talking about before, is when you're eating the junk foods. So just because you're eating plant-based, You can be eating junk foods. And and sometimes people say, well, I'm going to not eat animal products because I care about animals. Great. Love that that rationale. But don't poison yourself in the process. And it's so easy to eat well. Now, it can lower blood sugar and improve kidney function because the kidneys filter out everything. And if you're eating a high-protein diet, you know, meats, dairy products, when those proteins get into the body, they got to filter out through the liver and kidneys. And if they go into the kidneys, the proteins are slightly acidic. And the acid, I'm trying to keep this simple, can kind of irritate the lining of the kidneys and lead to kidney problems. And one of the big problems I've been seeing lately in the past years I've been in practice is a lot of kidney failure patients. When I was in practice years ago, I never saw a kidney failure patient. And now I see them all the time. Like it's a regular thing. It's like, oh, this this, this is going to be Monday. How many kidney failure patients are going to come in? And the first thing I got to get them off is those animal proteins, and many times, the doc, sometimes the doctors will tell them, but many times their doctors won't. And it's like, well, okay, we're gonna treat your kidneys until you go on dialysis, and then you're gonna be on dialysis for the rest of your life, and that's eh, just kind of how it is. But the doctors don't tell them why the kidneys failed. And in many cases, it's due to a high protein, animal protein diet. And cut out those th- that protein, and you do real well. It'll lower the blood sugar, because again, if you're eating processed foods, the sh- blood sugar spikes, we talked about that earlier, And if we can bring down that blood sugar, you're going to do well because of the fiber in the diet. Uh, Vegan diets uh, help blood sugar and diabetes more than any other diets, according to American Diabetic Association, American Heart Association, National Cholesterol Education Program. Nobody's arguing this. No one's saying, no, Dr. Joe, eating a plant-based diet isn't good for you. Nobody. We're all in agreement. Okay, what side of the, 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 the aisle you're on? Everybody's agreeing it. One study, 43% of participants following a vegan diet were able to reduce their dosage of blood sugar-lowering medication compared to 26% that followed the American Dietetic Association recommended diet. So why isn't that the recommended diet? 43% versus 26%, 43% improvement. Why isn't that the diet? We know that one works the best. I don't get it. Other studies report that diabetics who substituted meat for plant proteins may reduce the risk of kidney failure And the big question people say, where do you get your protein? How many times are you going to get that question? Um, Don't send me that question because I'm going to send you this. I'm going to tell you this. Go to our website, drjoe.com. Type in protein, Sierra. That's what what it's listed under? Protein, yeah. We did a show a couple of weeks ago on protein and we break it down. It's an hour and a half, two hours of breaking down how most people are getting way too much protein. Even vegans and vegetarians are getting way more protein than they need. And it breaks it down from a scientific standpoint and how if you're eating animal products, you're getting way too much protein. It's not that vegans are getting too little, you're getting too much. And that too much protein can cause a lot of problems. Patients come to me all the time and say, Dr. Joe, I've got cancer, what do I do? I tell them, I'm not a cancer doctor, I'm not an oncologist, follow your doctor's advice. However, I will say, let's add this to the protocol. Again, I don't wanna take you away from another doctor, I wanna co-manage your case. According to the World Health Organization, one-third of all cancers can be prevented by factors within your control, including diet. I believe that number is way higher than one-third, but World Health Organization says one-third, I'll be conservative with you. Um, there's a cancer uh, treatment uh, place in Georgia, and they've been asking me for a long time to join them, go on their board and on, as, as one of their uh, doctors on, on staff, and I just don't have the time to do it. But it's the place that I recommend, if I had cancer, that's where I would go, because what they do is they don't only use Drugs, they also use uh, organic foods. They have chiropractors on staff. They have nutritionists on staff. They have meditation. They have yoga. They treat the whole body. And when they built the place, it was interesting. They built it, and they planned on like a 10-year expansion to build more wings on the hospital. Within two years, they had to double the size of the hospital. They grew so fast because their results were so good. And they didn't even want to, um, the hospital association didn't even want to open up a hospital. And so they had a fight and argue and finally they won and they got to open up the hospital. The results are like off the chart because they're not only using modern medicine, which is great, they're using nutrition, they're using chiropractic, they're using meditation. There's no downside to doing everything you can. I got a question the other day on, 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 uh, on a website, drjoe.com. Lady had uh, acid reflux and it was just a general question for one of the groups I'm a member of. What do I do? And people saying, well, you can do uh, you know licorice, that might help and uh, you can try this. And so I sent her a link to an article that I wrote. It's called GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease, number one article on our website. And I just sent her a link to that. And I said, this will help get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. And she was so excited. And she said, oh my gosh, no one's ever talked about this. I was told I have a hiatal hernia and I was told it's a very expensive, uh, invasive procedure to have surgery. And my answer was this. Let's try the conservative approach first. If it doesn't work, you could always end up in surgery. But once you're cut, you're cut. So my approach to health is always try to do the conservative approach first. If it doesn't work and it doesn't always work, let's go to a little more aggressive. Chiropractic first, drug second, surgery last is the way I put it. And if I needed surgery, I'd get surgery. But I would do everything I could within my power to prevent that from happening. Stem cells, We're going to do stem cells in our offices real soon and something called PRP where we take, we spin it out of your own blood and it's the growth factor and we inject it back into the body to help your body produce new stem cells. Stem cells are like seeds that grow into discs or cartilage or whatever we need to grow it into. And so this is the cutting edge things that are happening in healthcare. And I remember talking about stem cells years ago. I was like, oh, that's voodoo, that's witchcraft. There's no studies on it. All the major hospitals do um, stem cells now. It's just common practice. It's standard medical procedure. So the things we talk about here either are or will be mainstream. They always are. I've been doing this now for a long time. And Garrett even has a list of things called Dr. Joe is Right. And someday he keeps threatening to make me do a show on it and just go through everything I've ever predicted over the years of what was going to happen and how it did. It's hardly a list. It's a closet now. <laughs> Got a whole book, book, bookshelf full of Dr. Joe was right. So jump on a bandwagon now. You're going to be way ahead of the curve anyway, so that's a great place to be. And so talking about cancers, uh, vegetarians generally eat considerably more legumes, fruits and vegetables, than non-vegans. That may explain a recent review of 96 studies that found that vegans may benefit from a lower uh, risk of cancer and lower risk of dying from cancer. There's the answers, folks. Do we need more research? Yeah, but why don't we use the research that we have and then add to it? And we're ignoring the fact that these things work. We're just going down, down, down this, this. I got. I need more research. Let's have a fundraiser. I went nuts just a couple of years ago. I didn't say anything in my mind. I went nuts. They were having a bake sale to raise money for cancer research. I was like, one of the main things that ca- sh- cancer loves is sugar. So we're selling sugar to raise money to do research because the people that ate the sugar probably gonna may end up with cancer. And so just like, makes no sense to me. Dairy, if you reduce dairy, uh, it may, risk, may reduce other cancers, including colorectal cancer. So avoiding dairy is another good thing. Now, when I first went vegan, there weren't a lot of choices. You didn't have vegan milks. I used to make my own, I remember. I would take uh, almonds and I'd put them in, in my Vitamix and I'd add cold water and whip it up and then i had add a date and sweeten it up and then i put it to a cheesecloth. Now you can buy it everywhere. I don't know if any grocery store, even uh, I, I even see it in gas stations now, almond milk, coconut milk, plant-based milk. I'm seeing commercials now for oat milk. Very exciting. Much better, better for the environment, better for you. Um, and it, I, I assume it tastes better. I haven't had dairy in a long time, but most people that are just switching over to this say, Dr. Joe, the plant-based milks taste so much better than cow's milk. Because when I was a kid, I remember we used to have a milkman come like two or three days a week. And I I remember it was right outside my bedroom window. I hear the milk clanking at like four in the morning and the milk had cream on the top. And of course you want to drink the cream because that was good stuff. And we drink the cream and you have to shake it up before we used it. And the milk would go sour really quickly. Every couple of days you had to get new milk because the milk would go sour. And now we pasteurize and homogenize milk. And the last time I had milk, I remember it had no flavor. I remember milk having flavor, there's no flavor in it anymore. So, and and cows used to eat grass. And I remember uh, my grandparents lived at a place uh, in New Jersey near a lake, and it was a farmer we'd go to and get the fresh milk. And sometimes there'd be little, little bugs floating in it sometimes, was not, not pasteurized or homogenized. And, it, and if the cows ate scallions, it tasted like a little hint of onion in it. If they, uh, you know, whatever they ate, it tasted like that. And now cows are fed corn and soy. Cows are not designed to eat corn and soy, but that's what they're fed. And so the milk, very hot, higher in omega-6 fatty acids. Milk that's fresh from the cow that eats grass or, or organic milk is going to be higher in omega-3 fatty acids. And earlier we talked about omega-3 fatty acids, how omega-3 fatty acids are necessary for immune function, brain function, uh, inflammation. And so we're taking the nutrients out of our animal uh, uh, products that were there years ago are not there anymore. So here's my rule. If you're going to eat animal products, and I don't want you to, but if you do, I want you to eat organic only or don't eat it. Because again, we don't have to worry about those steroids, chemicals, hormones, antibiotics, pesticides, herbicides, genetically modified food, glyphosate, at least the organic. But I promise you this. Once you switch over, once you get on a diet that's more plant-based, you're going to feel so good. You're going to have more energy. You're going to save money. You're probably going to lose weight. Your love life will probably improve. You'll sleep less. You'll have more energy. And you'll say, why didn't I do this sooner? Because I hear it every day. So it's not like this is something that happens once in a while. Uh, My father died of a heart attack. And one of the things you can do to lower your risk of heart disease is what? Plant-based diet. Well-planned, of course, eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. Observational studies comparing vegans and vegetarians to general population reported that vegans may benefit from up to a 75% lower risk of developing high blood pressure, 42% lower risk of dying from heart disease. Those are pretty darn good odds. If I can go to Vegas and have a 75% chance that I'm going to win, I'm going to bet on that. So just going to a plant-based diet, 75% lower risk of high blood pressure. And high blood pressure many times is what's called a comorbidity. Now, if there's a pandemic like COVID-19, people were dying from COVID-19, but many of the people, 90% of the people that died from COVID-19 had a comorbidity. What that means is they had another health condition going on, and that probably from what I'm seeing in the research, contributed or, or led to those people dying. 90% of people had comorbidity. So that means if you didn't have heart disease, diabetes, cancer, high blood pressure, overweight, you had a very low risk of, of, of dying or even getting sick. So high blood pressure is a comorbidity, 75% risk uh, ability to lower your risk. It's pretty darn good as far as I'm concerned. From a pain standpoint, I always recommend people go to a plant-based diet because as a pain expert, uh, we see a lot of pain patients, again, from all over the world, and we get them on a good diet. We give them what I consider some of the best chiropractic care in the world. We have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Uh, we get them on supplements, minimum supplements you should be taking, Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're on the website, drjoe.com. I couldn't imagine a day going by without at least... Supergreens is an essential source. They're fruits and vegetables in a powder form, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, over 70 different ingredients in the essential source alone. Supergreens, omega-3 fatty acids, minerals, alkalizes the system, and that helps tremendously with pain management. So in our offices, people have even said, I've gone gone to pain management doctors, I've gone to chiropractors, they come to us, and we do the dietary work. And I love the fact that you diet along with chiropractic, along with working on a digestive system. So we try to treat the whole body. Chiropractic is great. Surgery is great. Medication is great. We try to do the best we can if there are case that we would accept to give them the best possible care that we can, the care that I want to receive when I'm a patient. So if you have any health problems, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, muscle weakness, acid reflux, heartburn, digestive issues, nutritional concerns, come see us. Don't be like so many of our patients that say, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I wait so long? You can make an appointment right online, our website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. Over 1,000 hours of podcast right there uh, on, on, on the website. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. Joe Esposito. We live broadcast a lot of our shows. We post almost every day uh, health tips and, and uh, nutritional information as well as uh, things that you can do to stay healthy. Uh, we want to be your doctors. We work with most insurance companies, car accidents. If you were ever in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. Come see us as quickly as possible. Again, to make an appointment, drjwe.com. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for being here. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.